Arms, this is episode 11 today. Um, for the co-host, we have Katarian, and then for um, the guests, we have actual canon here. Uh, but before we start this, we have a word from our sponsors, which is Audible. You can download and listen to offline anytime, anywhere, on smartphone, tablets, or any device. You can also listen across all de devices without losing your spot. If you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your credits for up to a year and use them to binge-watch an entire series if you would like. And that's about it for them. Um, anyway, so I'm going to start off with Astro Can. Would you like to talk about it in the military? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was a, uh, a lot. Um, but all in all, I was a 11 Bravo in Infantry. I, uh, joined back in the ascent of 09. Uh, deployed in right out of basic, um, in 2010 um, to 2011, so that was Operation Enduring Freedom with the uh, the 101st, and then uh, from there, there's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a fire team leader by the time I got out. I've uh, been at, I've been, I've done everything from being a uh, rifleman to a, you know, 249 saw machine gun to a 240 uh, gunner to a, uh, uh, you know, rocket man. Uh, to radio telephone operator, driver. Um, I, I've done logistics. You know, I was a training room NCO, so that was me in charge of in processing so soldiers. Then I was also in charge of sending guys to military schools. Um, you know, like air assault school. I also graduated from there. Um, went to uh, combatives level one and two. What else did we do? Um, and then I, uh, yeah, I was just in charge of all that. We did a lot of combat training, mount training. I went from, uh, uh, and then I ended up going to mountain school. And then also training guys for long range uh, marksmanship, um, uh, long uh, long range high angle marksmanship uh, from you know mountains and stuff. You know shooting targets up to like a thousand, two thousand meters away. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. <laughs> you used to jump out of helicopters. <laughs> um, and then God, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, Katerina, you have any questions to ask him right now? Because I'm losing my train of thought on this. Told <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, man. You need to make a list. I, I know I need to make a list. <laughs> no, so you so when you got a basic. You didn't go to like, you didn't have like AIT or anything like that, or you just went straight over? Um, so with the uh, infantry uh, school, uh, AIT is actually incorporated. So you do your nine weeks and then you get a day off. Mm -hmm. So they, they let us off base for like one day. And then um, from there, they uh, um, you go straight into AIT, which is it's basically, so what it's called, it's called on-site unit training. Okay. So it's like an, an extended basic training. So we do like um, 14 weeks. Well, I think they actually extended it to 18 weeks now. Um, but fr prior to that, it was 14 weeks. Um, and that, honestly, that's all you really need is about 14 weeks. And then if you're, it kind of gets a little different because, uh, when you go in as an infantry guy, you're not actually guaranteed to be infantry. You're guaranteed to be either an infantry or 11 Charlie. 11 Charlie is a mortarman. And essentially what happens is, uh, it's all about slotting. So when you first go in, you're actually 11 x-ray, kind of like a 18 x-ray, which is a, uh, we had a few of those guys. So an 18 or anything x-ray is a code word for a slot placement um so it doesn't mean you're going to be this 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 it really uh, depends on um, how many people we need for those uh you know for these units so and then they slot you either as a bravo or a charlie uh and then if you're an 18 you're either going to be an 18 uh bravo and an 18 charlie i believe um <laughs> and then anything alpha is obviously uh an officer um yeah so you do like an additional like uh you do your red, red, blue, or red, white, and blue phase, which is your nine weeks of regular basic, and then you go into your on-site unit training, which is still you're still in basic. They still treat you like it's fucking basic, and uh, it goes uh, black, black and gold phase after that. All right. Yeah, then yeah. also, like when I got out of in the Air Force, when you go when you're done with basic training, you go to your AIT. Now some AITs still happen at Lackland Air Force Base with basic training, but you go to a yeah. Whole you guys other call spot. it a uh, 
You guys call it tech school, right? Yeah, it's tech school. So yeah, it, yeah. yeah I, I say AIT because pretty much every other branch calls it AIT. So yeah, yeah it's basically a tech school. And then, uh, but you have like your uh, like your soft uh, guys. Those guys basically. There's some guys that stay at Lackland. Um, I know these security forces stay at Lackland. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every yeah, my, uh, base. My old man, he was uh, 28 years uh, security force, and then I had a brother that was. He worked NSA uh, in the Air Force, and I still have a brother who's also uh, still in 15 years uh, Navy. And he's uh, he works on I, don't, I think he's a CB, but he used to work on the uh, LCAC hovercrafts. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, when I was I went to uh, Sigma's Intelligence. I went to Sigate School, which is uh, actually on Fort Huachuca. Uh, well, it was. I don't know if it still is. I think it still is. But I went to Fort Huachuca for a while and then reclassed into uh supply went back to lackland and did all my supply training there and then i supplied started supplying parts of the b1 which is that's kind of cool play but yeah that's what i did nice um savage what was your um, favorite and least favorite mre uh least favorite uh would be a cold weather uh mre and that was the uh clam chatter uh so the uh not sure if you guys ever had a cold weather mre but essentially it's a white package MRE and it's kind of like convoluted at the same time because the only way to use those things is uh you have to have hot water because it's all powder like ah. that clam chowder was powder shit it was disgusting um probably disgusting. my favorite uh so what we used to do we used to cut the bags in half uh we would take all the condiments uh but it was the, the beef enchilada but for whatever reason uh one of our guys in my uh, platoon during deployment uh he called it a pollo loco and he would uh, take all the condiments or uh, all the pieces um cook it heat it up and then so we cut the bag in half to make like a bowl and then we'd stir it all together and we call it out Pollo Loco and add some, uh, we always, we always carried a, either a combat fucking hot sauce, whether it be a, a sriracha, uh, tapatio and, uh, uh, Louisiana hot sauce. Right. Those are probably my favorite. It would be, it's either, it, it's real close between the chili mac. You know? Chili mac is pretty, pretty Chili mac is probably like the best. I don't know. Most people sleep serves the veggie omelet. <laughs> <laughs> the vomit that's not good or as case call it the vomit the, the, oh, yeah the vomit it's okay from my understanding no veteran likes the veggie omelet ice does apparently i guess that's what you veggie omelet is not terrible if you have hot sauce but well at least ice is not a veteran True. yeah <laughs> like <laughs> um i think mean, i think savage is probably the only one that could probably that i've ever met that would actually stomach it i like there's people that i knew that wouldn't fucking they would eat it i'd eat it fucking cold <laughs> I mean, if you had to, that's all you had. But yeah, but. a lot of times uh, we didn't have enough time to eat. It was because I used to do like three missions a day when I was deployed, and it was like we didn't have time to heat our packets up. We, we would uh, we call it rat fucking. We would take our MREs and just rat fuck the shit out of it, take the things we want, and bring it, put it, stuff it in our uh, salt pack. Yeah. And then uh, whenever we got like a uh, patrol, a patrol halt or whatever, um, we would just take a you know a little bite here and there. But so that's so that's how we would just eat things. So whether it was we never cooked anything, we didn't have enough time. Uh, so, ah. um, you have any like funny moments during your basic training? Uh, a lot actually. <laughs> Which one do I start? Um. Yeah, so uh, when we first went into basic, this is before, uh, so at uh, Fort Benning, they, you go through uh, 30th AG first before you go down range where they, uh, you know, send you to your companies and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so the first thing would be, uh, we had this guy, I was actually just telling this story last night at work. Um, we had this guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he had a swastika tattoo. And we're like, how the fuck did you even get through maps? But um, long story short, uh, nobody really liked this guy. He was the guy that uh, would talk to talk. You know, he was all about Call of Duty, um, talking so much shit. And we ended up taking a picture with uh, my buddy Ethan Temple, um, who happens to be Jewish, and he has a Star David tattoo. <laughs> we all took a picture of that. 
And we were like, but that was prior to, you know, them taking our phones and stuff. But um, trying to think of other things. Uh, that That's probably the, the first one I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, I think I think the second one I can probably think of was it was pretty funny, but it wasn't funny afterwards. But uh, we, my buddy Newman, um, first day at the range, uh, day of fours, and, you know, they can go to burst mode. He was that guy. <laughs> he was that guy uh, that decided to um, flip the switch to burst during the live fire. So everyone's like pop, 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 and then the, all the way, and he was that one all the way on the far end. And all I hear is do 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 do. The fucking drill sergeants lost their shit. And I asked, I asked my buddy Newman, I was like, do you regret it? He's like, no, I'd do it again. <laughs> and then I, I, I would say probably the last funny thing was, um, we had this guy named Von, Von Becker. We ended up, we ended up calling him Von Pecker. Um, he, uh, God, this guy was weird. Uh, he, so I was 19. I, I don't, I don't look like I'm of my age. I'm 31. Right. Mm. I still haven't really, you know, aged besides growing uh facial hair now. Yeah. Um, so this guy though, he was a year younger than me and he looked like he was like 36 years old. And so like the first week we were winning all our um, events in my platoon and um, then we started losing it over and over again. And then his dumbass decided to tell the drill sergeants if he could swap platoons. That's one thing you never do. <laughs> they didn't take kindly to that. And so, so they basically made him a uh, uh, platoon, uh, platoon leader. Nobody listened to him. nobody. So one day he was uh, looking for, uh, he went to his, uh, his, his bunk and he couldn't find his mattress. And he was like, where's my, he got really like verbal, like very, very loud, like to the point where he was losing his voice. He's where's my bed? <laughs> Everyone's laughing. I actually didn't even know what was going on. Uh, my buddy Marino um, actually ended up taking his bed, uh, his mattress and bringing it into the showers. And he got all butt ass naked and had the, uh, the shower curtains, go, um, the shower uh, rods going on. And Von Becker ended up going in there and he was slamming shit. And then he found out, <laughs> Marino was butt-ass naked on his thing, and Marino's just like, how you doing? <laughs> but I kind of felt bad at the same It was funny because, you know, he kind of deserved it, but, um, like, because he was constantly screaming at everybody, like, mm. not, like, trying to talk to us. And I kind of felt bad because I ended up catching him crying in the, the fucking bathroom stall. <laughs> but other than that, it was, it was pretty funny. You know, there, there's a time and place for shit like that, but, you know, mm -hmm. that's about mm -hmm. it, really. We have a question from the chat. Um, ha have you ever had one... Um, one during coils, is that word, Kay? Have you ever had the one during quals that quals. completes their buddy's qual? Oh, like someone shooting into, uh, someone, someone else's lane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, that was normal during even, uh, active duty. Shit, right? I had that one, uh, in basic training. Because, you know, Air Force doesn't do a whole lot of, like, rifle training in, in basic. I don't know if they do now or not, but I, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah. Like I grew up with guns. I could shoot. Like I know how to shoot a gun. Like I know, yeah. how, like, I know all the basics and everything like that. So I'm down there, and we were actually uh, we were prone. And the guy next to me is he was uh, he's a left-handed shooter. So all my brass was hitting him in the face. And come to find out, you know, I shoot all my rounds off. He shoots all his rounds off. Uh, we go down to get our target, and I have double the amount of holes in my target, and he has zero holes. <laughs> and I end up we both end up failing because he has zero, and I have double the amount. Oh. And I was super pissed off. Because I know, like, my shots were good. Because you could tell who was shooting what. And his were, like, all over the fucking map. And mine were at least, you know, mine, not all of them were, like, right on. But, I mean, that was close. Like, yeah. I should have gotten, like, a, I should have gotten, like, a like a marksman badge or something like that. But, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he ended up shooting 30 rounds into my target. Jesus Christ. I was just like, what the, why are there 60 <laughs> fucking holes in my target? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, did you guys uh, did you guys use a pop up target uh, targets for your training or your qualifications? No, ours were static and they were just they were. Um, I don't remember the range, but they're I think 100 meters out. Um, yeah. they were static targets. Yeah, they're probably about like 50 with a, a 300 meter um, index. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had, um, they had a few different. They had the, the a few different sizes, like the really tiny ones and stuff like yeah. that. They were different ranges. Yeah, uh, we we would use typically we would use those for zeroing, and then when we uh, had to go actually uh, qualify, right? We do. Uh, pop-up targets for uh and they were timed so typically we would do we start out prone you do 40 and then um 20 and 20 or i could be wrong let's see no yeah, it's 10 and 10 yeah so you do no no it's 20 so um 40 20 and 20 and uh no no, no sorry <laughs> total of 40 prone because you do unsupported and supported right so 20 of each and then you do 10 and 10 uh kneeling and standing mm-hmm. um uh, yeah, and that, that that would be a pop-up target. So it would be like 25, 50, 75, 100, one, uh, 150, 175, 200, two, uh, 250, and then 300. Um, so we would have all those targets we have to hit. So uh, occasionally you'd get those guys shooting cross, crossing line or lanes. And that, that happens even while you're in the military. Yeah, I was I was, uh, I was not too happy. I, was one of the, I asked him if I could reshoot. And I was like, can I, can I reshoot this? And now you're only allotted so many rounds for the day. And they're like, no, yeah. where do you use up all your rounds stuff? So that's, that was like the last part of it. I was just like, fuck me. <laughs> I, well, I did how, feel bad though, because like he was getting, dude, that dude was getting hit in the face every time I fucking shot. Well, how, did, bouncing off him. how did it count as you as a failure with the failure on it though? If you still want to shot your target. Because they couldn't prove who shot what. Oh. You have 60 holes at a target, it's only supposed to have 30. True. Never mind. So we had three targets. You had one for standing, one for prone, and one for kneeling. That didn't just and, have you guys reshoot. Yeah, and that's what we tried to do. That's what I wanted to do, but they only, they were only allotted when I was going through basic. We were only allotted so many rounds for the day, and so they wouldn't let me reshoot. God, oh, that's one thing I loved about the infantry. Like <laughs> we, were, we were just we would just shoot till every till all of it's gone essentially. Yeah. But the worst part was the brass and ammo pickup. Oh, that's not yeah, policing the policing the brass kind of sucked. But I felt bad for that guy because, like I said, he was every time I pulled the trigger, he was getting hit in the face with the, with the brass. Like a uh, active duty, we used to because that was a we, uh, weapon squad uh, or team leader and uh, also a two four nine saw expert. So every time we would go to the range for the uh, the weapon systems. Uh, the squad size or squad size uh, weapon systems. So we would uh, we would have too much excess ammo, and then it'd be like, all right, who wants to shoot the rest of this five thousand chain link? <laughs> <laughs> and we would just go like ham, and to the point where our barrels like smoking red, and we have to change out the barrels like stupid. Now we yeah. went like when I went through, it was like I used like the old school fucking A two M sixteens. Yeah, we had uh, we yeah. carried those. Uh, we had uh, we had some of those during deployment, but that's just because like a lot of us were late deployers. They already had uh, so basically anyone that was late, some of them would get M16s. Uh, I'll tell you what, the M16s are fucking light, way lighter yeah, than the M4. They, yeah, super they light. Not, they were not heavy at all. Plus, they had that twenty-inch barrel on it too, so it was like super light. Yeah, well, it's a it's a plastic casing for hangar too. It's not like a free-floating fucking rail. Right. It's just made out of fucking aluminum. It's just really light, and honestly, you know, longer barrels are going to be more accurate long range. So just, yeah. Honestly, I don't know why we phased them out too too soon. I don't. I don't. Really know. I think it's just because they got. I mean, a lot of the guys they're one of the uh, the more fittings for the uh, M4s and stuff like that. Plus, shorter barrels, more. Yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with the uh, uh, like the Battle of Fallujah and stuff like that because a lot of guys were still using M16s, but they were doing a lot of door to door stuff too. So trying to swing that big long barrel around corners and stuff is kind of a pain in the ass. Mm. Sounded like a pain in the ass. Yeah, you're talking a 20 inch barrel going through these these little hallways just like that for like full. If you watch the Battle of Fallujah, a lot of there were a lot of like inside 
like buildings and shit in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah, they're coming up with a uh, game uh, too. Um, I saw six that. days in Fallujah. Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. That's that's not a war I'd want to be a part of. Any urban ops, so like um, you know, take for instance, uh, we got these guys going to Ukraine, like from America, and it's like, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. It's uh, it's a proxy war for one, and two, it's like we have no business being over there. No, we don't. You do not need to be there. You have no yeah. aids. <laughs> like I don't know why these guys from America are going over there to fight. It's like this is a yeah, completely different war than fighting guerrilla warfare tactics. It's yeah, we don't have crazy men. They have no, no ISR. Like you, you, we can't send, uh, you know, ISR, you know, over there. Like we should only we, we get involved nothing. if we get forced to be involved. Yes, but. we have no intel over there. Like you're not going to get anything. It's literally just it's a standing army, which is Russia fighting guerrilla warfare, which is Ukraine. <laughs> not a, plus, yeah. you have to use their. If you're fighting a traditional military versus another traditional military, it's it's a completely dif- different war. Like yeah, completely yeah. different war. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't think we should be. I don't think anybody should be going over there. We have. To, no. We have. No, it's none of our business. Right. Honestly. Sorry to change the subject for that. No, you're good. Just, all right. As, as a matter of, uh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, no, we don't need to be going. But yeah, Fallujah was a. I knew some guys that were that went to Fallujah. Uh, that was a that was a pretty nasty, uh, pretty nasty time there. I don't know too much about that. Day. Uh, it's a good like if you do like uh, do some research on it. It's before a lot of the uh, close quarter combat uh, scenarios came into play because it was literally just door to door stuff. Mm-hmm. Was, well, the worst part about it is kind of like the situation we had when I was in Afghanistan. Uh, but we we did door to door occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, not all the time. But essentially, yeah. what happens is you know. Um, you go in there. You don't know who who's going to be armed and who isn't, and they're going to be typically wearing the local uh, traditional s- civilian wear, right? Um, and so that's that's the hard part about uh, you know urban operations, especially when it it, it it's in regards to ur- uh, guerrilla warfare tactics. Um, like for instance, we we uh, we had a, a Taliban warlord that was we called him No Legs. Uh, we never found another fucker, but essentially um, we had a, a elder. I used to uh, go through J Town. Um, actually, I might be able to pull it up for you guys. So, so J Town is a town from the. If you look at from the the sky view, it is a. Um, it looks like it's in the shape of a J, right? Yeah. So that was the, and we, we were we got pretty good with um, people. Um, we, were, we were, you know, with with the pe- uh, local populace. We were, we were pretty good with the the people of J Town and uh, the elders. They. Um, they, 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 they gave us a lot of information on the Taliban in the, uh, the area, especially uh, Hajigani, who used to be an ex-Taliban warlord, and uh, he would give us a lot of information on the a- uh, AO, because it was all, everything that uh, in that AO was his. It was all marijuana, um, but he was giving us all the information, and it was, it, yeah, so long story short, this guy, this uh, elder gave us information about this guy, um, uh, this no legs, right? And essentially later that night, you know, so typically they don't, they don't fight at night and because they don't, they don't have night vision. They don't have streetlights like we do. And later that night, we were all just kind of relaxed. We heard gunshots in the middle of the night. So when we hear stuff like that, we're on high alert, you know, Um, because that's not normal behavior for any of them. Uh, Later that night, the same guy that gave us information, uh, he got gunned down by the Mr. No Legs and his little gang. Um, So we ended up approaching uh, J-Town later in the the next morning uh, from the east no hold on yeah from the east and we came in from the east so we you know we don't want to go through these regular routes because that's you know if you're in an urban operation and you see the same people going through the same routes they're going to set up traps for you to um to be complacent right yeah and once you get complacent that's when they get to you all right I'm trying to find this it's pretty cool um let's see if i can share my screen here so if i can find it <laughs> they, they can 
somewhat sit over the overlay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this should be okay. This is a. Right, I know where I'm at now. All right, so this is a Kanahar City. All right, this is the. Uh, okay, this this right here. Um, this is actually the airport I flew in. This is a Kanahar Air Force Base, and uh, this right here, it's not there anymore, but that used to be the uh, the poop pond. Um, <laughs> yeah. sure, uh, you guys can see that. Okay. And, yeah. So this whole base smelled like shit just all the time. Yeah. And then, uh, so we we uh, we flew over from Kanahar all the way over to this mountain over here, Naruzi. So this is uh, right in the middle. So you got uh, East Naruzi and West Naruzi, and we built our comp over here. And the only river in this entire AO um, is right here. But you can see how highly dense this city is. And, th and this this right here is the the only paved hi highway in the entire uh, country. It goes all the way around the entire country. That's a, and we call that Highway One. So it's a very highly dense fucking high traffic. <laughs> um but you know I, I this is where some of the worst fighting was is in uh Kanhar city and thank god i wasn't in there uh, but i mean we still seen a lot of fighting over where we were at but you can really see how high how dense this is it's like it's crazy jesus christ yeah um and those are mud huts those are not your traditional homes you would see and that was and so a, that was a lot with the bigger cities out there wasn't it yeah 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 so that you can see j town this is where i operated with my platoon and there's like this little bridge here and right actually that's my ba my patrol base right there <laughs> uh we built this actually i'm surprised that actually updated so um yeah we actually built this uh, that's updated I, that wasn't there last time i checked out google earth um and this right here used to be uh we used to call this objective ocelot that's where i first initially met up with my platoon since i was a late deployer and uh the first time we uh, took contact was actually my first time there uh, first night there and I was on this rooftop here uh, in my shorts because I literally just about to get into this uh, in my sleeping bag and over here was actually where I was sleeping in this uh, compound and uh, you guys can see my mouse right oh, yeah. yeah all right so over here in this this corner that's where I slept in this short room but it was actually kind of funny um, so this road right here is dirt road so our platoon controlled this entire entire road until you go all the way down here at the end of the uh, intersection here yeah right here this is a cop candelay this is where Delta Company was set up and they would control that portion of the road and essentially this entire road the reason why we called it route red stripe was uh, it was infested with IDs so we had uh, Marines they were actually um, shooting out all these um, they call them Miklicks and essentially what it does is it shoots out these chain C4. And it goes boom, 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 boom. But it's really cool because when it launches out, it spreads out in like a big line. And then just each one is like a chain reaction explosion. And it's for route clearance. So one of those actually landed in our compound at Ocelot. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was actually playing spades with my buddy on the inside of this corner here. And my buddy Hatchet come running in. And he's like, yo, hide behind something. And the only thing we had was a uh, shitty, disgusting... Um, mattress and we hid behind it and all all we hear is boom and then like all the dust comes flying in and we're like what the fuck is going on and uh we we, we got where that they they overlaunched uh actually one of the uh Mick, Micklick, uh c4 broke off the chain and then kind of flew over here <laughs> it, was, just uh, kind it was a little of scary it just yeah. kind of <laughs> but yeah um this this entire little uh patrol base this is a uh, I forget what we called it, but this is what my platoon would stay at. We felt like right here in the center. That's where we had our um, our, our our tent, and then we used to have a guard tower here. It's, it looks like Taliban took over and just kind of ruined it. Um, but yeah, this entire field was uh, marijuana. This actually, this entire field is marijuana, all of it, along with um, yes, yeah, so a lot of it is uh, marijuana and poppy poppy fields or poppy seeds, which is uh, opium. Yeah. And uh, over here, 
Uh, this is actually this compound here. Um, I think that's it. It's a really big ass compound. I th that's, that's still the highway. It's one of these compounds essentially. And, and it's it has like actual full-on barriers and that's actually where uh, Hajigani, he's the ex-Taliban warlord and we used to um, drink uh i actually drank tea with him one day because i was uh pulling i was basically a bodyguard for my uh, my platoon sergeant and my uh, lt and i was a pfc at the time and they're like yep and then i ended up fucking drinking tea with a fucking ex-Taliban warlord <laughs> so Funny and then uh yeah and i believe over here yeah this is it right here this is uh the entire um used to be called fob wilson Obviously, it's not a base anymore. <laughs> you can see why it's really gone. But yeah, this used to be the entire base for um, the entire 2nd Brigade combat team. So I flew from Kandahar Airfield in a helicopter. While I was in my, that, that was my very first helicopter ride. Um, from there to here, I was getting shot at. And then from there, I took a helicopter to uh, the side of the mountain over at uh, Naruzi. Uh, I can find it again. Yeah, so over here. So And then uh, we have Ashake. We had uh, guys over at Ashake. Um, that was this hiding at the valley. The whole place was just fucking explosives. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to share with that. But essentially, uh, you know, long story short, urban ops, you never fucking, we never want to do the same, uh, same routes because you don't want to get complacent and then yeah. uh, the, the bad guys uh, adapt to it. <clears throat> and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's fair. Um, so do you have any advice for anyone that's going into, um, that would like to go into the military or army that you were a part of? Um, my biggest advice is you got to know if that's what you want to do. Uh, like for me, that was the first, that was the only thing I ever want to do is be in the military. Like mm -hmm. since, I don't know, like my dad was prior military or, or he was 28 years air force. He was still in when I went in. Um, so I always, I kind of got motivated because of him. Um, but I always wanted to be a, uh, you know, a door kicker, right? I wanted to do the, so if you go in don't just pick the easiest job. Pick something you, you think you're going to like and uh, and make sure you're motivated for it. Make sure that's what you really, really, really want to do. And don't second guess yourself because if you go in and then you're like, oh, this fucking sucks. Because like, you know, um, Katarin, you can tell, he can tell uh, the people, you know, people that go in, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not going to be the what you think it is because. Uh, no, the commercials make it look nice and the recruiters <laughs> make it sound nice. Right. But as and, we talked about before, the recruiters are just car salesmen. <laughs> yeah, permanent yes. parties is not bad. I mean, permanent parties is not bad. You can get a lot of shit done. You can have fun. You can, you know, you know, you make a lot of friends. You meet a lot of people and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're still in the military. Yeah. You still got shit to do. You can't, you know, you can't just get out of line and shit like that without getting reprimanded. You get, I mean, it's not like, like you said, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. I mean, sometimes shit, sometimes bad shit. And like, granted, I never got deployed. Like, I was one of the lucky ones. I never got deployed. I wanted to go. And I've had like real issues with being not getting deployed. Like, I'm thinking me personally, like, I wanted to go. I wanted to go and fight, but not go fight like 11 Bravos. Like, I wanted to right. go. Right. And that's exactly what I was talking about. You know, you got to know what you want to do. Um, and don't just like, like, uh, you know, infantry, believe it or not. Um, People, people think that just because the infantry is the easiest to get into because of uh, the, the minimum requirement is the 35 uh, uh, on the ASVAB score. Yeah. Uh, that is the minimum. And that's all you need to get into the infantry. Um, however, uh, the, 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 there's a consensus that just because you're in the infantry, you, you got to be retarded. Actually, the infantry has the highest ASVAB scores all throughout the entire army <laughs> like um and, and, and the reason for that is you know we got other things we can go to transition to like rangers uh special forces delta force um you know sappers all that extra shit like there's so many all other the, schools uh, out there all the soft teams are come from some sort of infantry yeah, yeah. Most, most except for like you know like the air force has their own they have like the tacpees and stuff like that um but as far as like the green Berets, delta force dev Grouch, like that those guys are all ground pounders 
start. Yeah. They start out with. Yeah, yeah, and the the only way to get into those positions is you have to have a high SO score. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have um, to have a lot of heart too. Like you have you have to be in it. You yeah. have to want it because. Um, I read a thing from a, a Navy SEAL a team leader. He was just like, we may not always take, like, they don't always take the strongest guy. They don't always take the smartest guy. They take the guy that shows the most initiative that wants to be there. That'll do what it takes to get to us, you know, from A to B. Right. I mean, uh, you know, like, and I, I actually just had a, a good conversation. And I'm glad you brought this up, uh, Rex, because uh, just the past, uh, I, I have this new reviewer. Uh, his name is, uh, I forget his name. It's pretty, pretty new to my channel. But he wants to join the military, and he wa- his his goal is to be a medic. But he obviously didn't get the as as about the score he wanted. I told him, hey, that's fine. If, if you want to go, I'm like, there are other options. I mean, if you want to go infantry, that's one. Because that was his other option, was go infantry. I was like, yeah, you still want to go medic? You can go in and take a ASVAB placement score while you're in the military. Basically, what uh, the Army, I don't know about the Air Force or Navy, but essentially the Army's uh, scores that they only give a shit for is the GT score on the ASVAB. So essentially, you take these classes that will um, increase your GT score. Um, I used to send guys to that because, you know, again, I used to send guys to military schools like sniper school, ranger school, air assault school. You know, I used to send them all to those fucking schools. And I had to be at those schools, you know, day zero every fucking day. And I was so stupid. But, um, you know, and then go back to understanding that um, Army in Air Force and the military itself is there's a lot of bullshit that comes with it. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. There, there are gonna be days that you're like, oh yeah, and then they're like, hey, I need you to go, uh, please call on the entire base. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, go grab a stick, grab a trash bag, and start walking the fucking sidewalk and start, you know, like, and and that's the stupid shit. But you know, if you go in as an alone enlisted, that's that's what you're gonna be stuck with, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to being a, a shitty ass lieutenant, you know, I and I've dealt with some fucking idiot tents. Um, I think we all have at some point, honestly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, if you know, back to the question, uh, you know, you know what you want to do. Um, like hundred, don't don't guess, second guess yourself either. Uh, 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 the this is the thing I hate about the the guard. Um, specifically, they have this program called the RSP program. I, I can't remember what it what it stands for, but essentially what it does is uh, kids in high school that want to get ready for basic. They it's a program designed to help these kids get ready for basic prior to going to basic, right? Yeah. Um, however, so this is all tax paying money, right? Wow. However, um, these kids can back out at any given. Point. That's not military. <laughs> and and it adds time to their service. So by the time they get, let's say they get that that uh, RSP program kid goes, you know, this is the National Guard. When, when they don't really get enough training as it is, because uh, I did uh, two years in the Guard as well and I hated it. Um, I think it's just because I went active first and then, then I went in the Guard. Uh, and I went from a very hard unit to a very lax Guard unit, and I fucking hated it. Um, however, uh, these kids can, at any given moment, you know, just be like, hey, I, I don't want to go to basic. You know, especially at the last second. And so that's a, a waste of time and uh, taxpaying money and resources. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's why I don't like it. And the worst part is, so when I was in the guard, you get these kids that, that should be privates. They don't know anything about weapon systems, uh, are automatically getting promoted to E4. And then a year later, you know, it, depending on if he's got like, you know, fucking this, this, and this school, they get promoted to E5. And they're, they have no idea what they're doing. And, you know, I had a, a Sergeant Winnell, uh, I don't give a shit. I'm going to blast him. I don't like the motherfucker. He's an idiot. <laughs> um, he, uh, he, he was my Bravo team leader. I was alpha team leader. And then the only reason why I wasn't squad leader is because, uh, a buddy, uh, Sergeant, um, Oh God. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his fucking name. Anyways. Uh, he was a, he went to ranger school. So that was the only thing he had on me, but everybody on my entire squad in the guard, I, I was the only one with actual combat experience. And that, you know, that, and that's our job is to understand yeah. that. Like, 
And if you're in a leadership position and it regards, and this actually goes along with any, any branch, any MOS, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're still a fucking grunt. <laughs> like no matter what MOS, cause it, you know, if, if you're a air force guy, who's a tech guy and you, you're, you're getting bombarded and you got all these soldiers coming in, you still got to be able to sh- return fire. Right. Right. So you're, you're still a grunt. Yeah. Your first job in any military branch is to be a soldier. Is, to, is exactly. to be a war fighter. A war fighter. Right. I don't say I don't say soldier or marine or that, but it's a war fighter. Right. That is and your first job. Everything else is secondary, so tertiary. This like idiot, that. this idiot, decided to tell my guys, my fucking team, and his guys <laughs> that there's no IEDs in Afghanistan. And this is I'm a short motherfucker. I'm five six, right? I grabbed this guy by the uh, the collar and I yanked him down my level. I was like, don't you ever. Give my guys false fucking hope. It's your job as a fucking leader, you know, to prepare them for the worst. Because yeah. you don't go into a war zone expecting it to be sunshine and rainbows. You go to <laughs> war zones to expect the worst to happen. I was like, I I had a buddy, uh, my buddy Turnage, he, he laid, we, we did, went on a patrol, and he he laid down on a 500-pound IED. Luckily, it, it didn't go off, but... We 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 uh, we all realized he uh, he was laying on a fucking um, one of those uh, fire barrels or whatever um, you know that you know uh, bums like to make burn pits out of. Yeah. He was laying on one of those, and it was a pressure plate one. And we were like, dude, do not fucking move. We're gonna go over here. We're gonna bring a EOD over here. So we ended up bringing EOD over, and uh, it took four hours because those guys won't leave the base until they have a escort. Um, and they're they're like, yeah, you're uh, you're lucky. Uh, it's uh, it's good. Uh, the wire isn't plugged in. <laughs> so he, and the whole time he was, my buddy turned was crying. So, and then it cut, you know, and going back to the Sergeant Wendell piece of shit, this is the same guy. Um, so they, the guard sent him to a uh, machine gun leader's course, right? Well, I didn't learn the machine gun in, in a week. I learned it over a course of uh, 12 months when I was deployed. Uh, Cause I was a new guy. Always give the small guy the fucking machine gun. This is yeah. how it is. <laughs> um, I, I, I was miserable. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't learn the weapon system in a single day. I, I mean, I could still, today, I could take a uh, 249 saw and put it back together blindfolded, uh, no problem. But, you know, and that, that's because, you know, experience, right? And this idiot was like, oh, I got a machine gun leader course for one week. So whoever's dumb idiot uh, idea was to send this guy to a uh, machine gun uh, to be a range safety officer, right? Well, one kid had a runaway uh, 240. Well, the only way to to deal with a uh, runaway machine gun is to break the chain and ride the lightning or just ride the lightning until you're right. out of fucking ammo. Well, this idiot decided to pop the V-tray open while it was shooting with his face next to it. Like, no, that's how you blow your face up. <laughs> like, uh, so I grabbed... Uh, uh, yeah, and this is, this is exactly what I mean. Like, the guard don't... They don't get enough training. And I was... Uh, the main guard is actually um, technically att- uh, attached to the uh, Vermont guard. So... And men are like, oh, we don't have enough funding. We don't have enough funding. Um, but we would spend 18 hours on a fucking bus that we could be spending in the wood line training, you know, infantry shit. Like, you don't need guns. Like, you don't. You just use your arms. That's what we used to do. <laughs> if we yeah, could get a hold of the guns. Fix or yeah. Yeah, yeah, pick some shit up. Um, you know, and that's, you know, infantry is, it, 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 there's a lot to it. And uh, people think it's like, you know, like the video games, you know, run around, ah, you know, that's completely not true and no. but this idiot um don't ask his bunny hopping around the corner pre-fire <laughs> <laughs> 360 no scoops yeah <laughs> that shit um, doesn't happen. you know but holy crap and then i uh they they uh, i was in the guard and uh they were thinking about uh not pr- promoting me to uh the position i deserved and i, I went out and went off on my lt and sergeant winnell was fucking president <laughs> i told i was like sir no offense but i am not training 
I was like, I, I'm not there to be your friends. I'm there to be your fucking leader for your for your soldiers, sir. I was like, and you got your you and the rest of the fucking guard that says to promote idiots like Sergeant Wong. I didn't give a shit. He was he was president like two feet away from me. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm talking about you. And uh, he gave me like a nasty look. I was like, I was like, in my little pretty eyes, Sergeant Wong, you're still a fucking private. I was like, you don't deserve to be a sergeant and uh, i was like in all due respect sir we are training killers not boy scouts um, but yeah so that was my experience in the army <laughs> the army and the guard i mean my my uh unit and uh, i was a uh, charlie company 1502 infantry the second brigade combat team uh, 101st um i loved it you know the uh you guys know the uh, old gi joe cobra emblem yeah. that was our emblem oh, and nice. when we were deployed we we wore those instead of our ranks so everyone else thought we were fucking delta force or some stupid shit we were just regular infantry guys just, just a cool patch on our chest um <laughs> but yeah you know my my environment from active duty i went from a very hard hard uh, ass unit they uh you, you had to earn your respect you you know i was a, i was a short guy i was always targeted no matter what i did uh you know whether it was combatives i was always getting you know picked on by the big guy I never gave up. And that, that's the thing, uh, that's the other advice I'd give anyone. Don't give up because all of it's under your fucking head. And, uh, you know, by the time, yeah. So, by you know, when I first went into basic, I couldn't do the standard uh, uh, drill ceremony, like, you know, half right face. And then I couldn't do that. I was turning left while they're, you know, everyone else turning right. And so my nickname for like the first week was Mr. Can't Get Right. So, um, so I'm like, well, shit. You know, so you you were the you were the one because there's always there's yeah always yeah yeah for the first be. week. But you know, a lot of people gave me shit, and I was I was I was out, I was definitely out of shape like the first two weeks. But by but by the you know about midway through the pack of the the regular basic, you know, um, the platoon decided we do do a, a to do a stress ruck and march, yeah. and that was a you know we were a timed event. Which platoon can get to the uh, range? One platoon was started first. You know, they give them like a ten minute um, period in between. Who can get to the range the fastest with all their guys? together um and any stragglers left behind will be put on the fucking straggler bus which that's something you don't want to be part of um so my platoon was the last group to go and for whatever reason you know my my short ass i i, I was so glad they made me a platoon leader for the uh, the the ruck leader because you're going at my fucking pace not the other way around because <laughs> right. when it's like a six foot five guy i got these stubby legs i'm doing this while the the guy with a six foot five stride, he's doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, struggling. So, but uh, essentially I was able to keep my entire uh, company together. Um, and then when we got to the range, you, nobody can go and start shooting until everybody's there together. And that was the, uh, the other companies of, you know, problem. They didn't, they left a lot of guys. Uh, and at the end of the day, they, they ended up, uh, you know, calling me in front of the entire company, which made me feel pretty good. So my, my morale went up very good. So, you know, if you can stand above the rest of the group, depending on no matter what branch you're in if you can stand above the uh, rest of the group and make your make your uh, your your weaknesses um your strengths that other people don't have yeah. you know you get you can let, use that as a leverage so and and, and i think at the uh, so they we also do this uh the last week of the gold phase uh they do this uh thing called uh ftx which is a field training exercise um and basically we go out there for a whole week we don't get sleep it's just war games between uh, each platoon and then you do a 12 12 mile ruck march but during the uh the first day there uh we had this guy named uh private anderson most southern accent i've ever met in my life uh, he's like from alabama and every sentence he would say be like you know you know <laughs> um every sentence it was so annoying but he got super power hungry because he got put as a squad leader and i got i was ha i had enough of it so i went up to the uh you know we, we we set up our little bivouac um which is a like a 360 degree uh, uh security little napping area right yeah 
and we put our you know our bags there and we, we go prone for however long they want us to and uh so that was the first day and then we start digging our hasty foxholes and stuff like that but um prior to it raining i was i just I was, you know what? Fuck it. I just stood up while everyone else is still pulling security. I went up to the fucking, they were, they were skinning a snake, a rattlesnake and eating it. <laughs> the drill sergeants. And they're like, Ken, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, uh, drill sergeant. What squad leader? He's like, who's your fucking squad leader? I was like, Private Anderson. He's like, Private Anderson, get over here. Moving drill sergeant. <laughs> he comes over and, uh, he's like, Anderson, get, take your fucking patch off and give it again. <laughs> and I look around and everybody in my squad was like, they're, they're still prone. They're like, yeah. Fuck Anderson, <laughs> um, you know. So that was a, you know, it was a, it was a fun, uh, fun experience. And uh, I would, I would do basically all over again. And at the end of the, uh, the last day of our FTX, uh, uh, our Delta company, they started theirs, uh, their FTX, their first day. And I was like, hey, I just, I got, a, I got a great idea. Why don't we do, um, take our best guys from each platoon. Let's go, uh, go fuck with Delta company on their first night because they had tents. We didn't have tents. Mm. Uh, we slept in the mud. It downpoured our first night. We were miserable the whole week. We're like. These fuckers got tents. So let's, let's go fuck with them at two o'clock in the morning and leave all the brass there for them to pick up. <laughs> so, so we, we, we got a firing line. We took a, um, a decent half and, uh, we snuck into their, uh, their bivouac site and we just started shooting fucking flares. And, uh, this is all, of course all blanks. And we just started 240, the 249, uh, M4 blanks. And we're just shooting as many as we can. And just, just so that they can pick it up later. It's funny. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like everyone's like, why don't we ever do that at every other fucking uh the drill sergeant's like, why don't we ever do that every other fucking cycle? That was the coolest thing we ever did. I was like, hey, <laughs> you know, well, you know, you just gotta make the best of what you got. <laughs> it was it was fun. I'd I definitely would do basic all over again. It's a lot easier than people think it is. No, and that's a, that's that was one of the things I was gonna say is like because once you when you get to basic training, it doesn't matter if it's Air Force or Navy, Marines, Army, it doesn't really matter. When you get to basic training, it's a culture shock. It's oh, 100%. nothing you've ever experienced before in your life. Like, you can go through like some shit. Basic is different. Like my first day, I was on the bus. I was like, motherfucker gets on the bus. Like, and the first thing that went to my head, I was like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Everybody's like, man, <laughs> I was like, like, you're like, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my my first friend, uh, Seals, he looked like a standard uh, skateboarder guy with uh, skinny jeans, long hair. But little did I know, this guy was jacked as fuck. Like, he was a wrestler. But uh, he had long hair. I remember, that, like, I watched him get his hair cut. And he was just like, you know, yeah, all his hair is gone. Yeah. We had yeah. one of those guys, too. You just see his, like, you watch their, like, the soul die. Because yeah. they have hair down to, like, the middle of their back. It's in a ponytail or some yeah. shit. And they just kind of go, Bzz. Funny thing is, his name was uh, Seals, Mitchell Seals, and uh, he always got like, "Why didn't you go Navy?" <laughs> I was like, "Why didn't you go Navy?" Uh. So we had a guy in my base to training. He uh, he was my he was our squad leader or flight leader, if you want to call it that. Uh, this dude was he was thick. This dude was jacked. Like he had arms at this fucking base. And my my drill instructor, we call him Ti, a technical instructor. He had a, an award in his office. Uh, the uh, how many push-ups he did during a PT test mm. during a PT, th- and it was like a hundred and like hundred and fifty or something, hundred eighty in two minutes. Because my drill instructor was thick as shit too. He was a big dude. And my flight leader, um, I think his name was Thompson. He's like, he looks at this thing. He goes, "I'm gonna break that." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I'm gonna break that. I'm gonna make this motherfucker remember who I am." Because he was a big dude. You know, he's always talking shit. You know, drill instructor. That's what they do. So we go to do our final PT test, and you know, everybody gets basically done. This dude's just like pumping them out, two minutes nonstop, just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. The dude motherfucker does a two hundred and fifty push-ups in two minutes. That's about like, we. Damn. Yeah, we had a guy. We had a guy like that. I forget his name. It's a super fit motherfucker, 
and this guy did like 298 push-ups in two minutes and we're like why <laughs> why are you can why are you going you only need to do like a certain amount <laughs> like he's just like, like everybody's like standing around because we're all done and all the ti's were looking at him and he's just keep going we had to tell him to stop because they blew the whistle after two minutes and he just kept going we're like stop dude you're done <laughs> Yeah. 25 more come on man but yeah that's what he did he was uh, he was determined he, he's like i'm gonna make this motherfucker remember my name and senior airman it was senior airman crib that was my that was my uh, drill instructor senior airman crib and that dude you know you have a a mean fucker when he brings his baby in because he didn't have a babysitter and starts yelling at you with his baby in his arms <laughs> <laughs> And you're sitting here going, this dude's got a baby in his arms yelling at me. <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was some good times, man. Like basic training. I went, I actually, uh, I went to Google Earth last night, last night, the night before. And uh, I go back to Lackland because I like to look at all the places that, I, that used to be there that aren't there anymore. Um, and I don't feel bad for these kids that go to the Air Force basic training anymore because they got nice ass fucking bears. I mean, they are like 10 years old, nice fucking lockers, nice beds and shit. And I'm like, man, I've seen some shit from like the 60s but i don't feel bad for them. we had a we had a kid that i think we only had like two people that didn't make it through basic and one of them was a gender kid i can't remember his name but he he was uh he was the one that did our artwork we were the uh first platoon hell dogs um well we were hellhounds, but anyways uh he did this awesome fucking work on the uh, kill zone that we're not supposed to step into the dress aren't allowed it like solid work but sadly that he was one of the only kids that didn't make it to basic. I don't think I didn't have. I don't think we had anybody that that uh, washed out. We had some we had, guys uh, recycled. But we, we had this. Out. We had one guy, a buddy, um, Constantine. He was he was a trooper. He broke his foot like the second week and still completed basic. So that's what I mean. Like <laughs> it's all in the head, really. Yeah. I don't know how he managed to do it, but he he did the entire basic or, um, and OSET uh, with a broken foot. Um, I was actually telling Raptor Cross the other night uh, last night. I was, I'm trying to get her to go to a recruiter. There was one other guy that I was good friends with. And uh, I'll tell you what, dude, his wife was hot. <laughs> um, we were, it was the only woman we got to see uh, the entire, because this is when the, the infantry still only allowed uh, males. Mm. And uh, he got hurt. I think he had issues with his heart. So they uh, basically, they recycled him. So his wife ended up coming by to pick him up. And she came in this like yellow sticky dress. And the worst part was he kind of showed me pictures of her naked, like the night before. <laughs> so like the only thing in my head at the time, I'll send it parade Raz. And I'm like, oh my god! I know what she lo <laughs> she looks like, but uh, you know, uh, he was uh, he was a good guy, and I think he actually ended up going back to basic. And there was only one other guy named Watson. Uh, did you guys ever do um, bugle stick fighting? No. Oh man, that shit's so much fun. But uh, essentially, was, American was, gladiators. I was, like, I was hoping to. <laughs> yeah, so they had American gladiator uh, bugle stick fighting essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, for like bayonet training, it's completely useless. Anyways, uh, Watson and he was our shitbag of our company or platoon, and uh, we had this really tall, six foot like black guy named Watts or uh, Wright, and Wright was a ex football player and boxer. Mm -hmm. and he was jacked. He calls out Watson. So the first thing we do is the, the gauntlet, and everybody gets to pick out who they want. I ended up picking our, our biggest, fattest guy, uh, Taylor. Um, completely destroyed him. But um, back to uh, Wright and uh, Watson. It wasn't even a match. He he just ran at him, lowered his helmet, and just ran over Watson. He was just out cold. Like that was the first round too. We're like, damn. That's like, one way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, we were like, damn. Like what the fuck just happened? Uh, but yeah, uh, that was fun. Uh, yeah, there was like I think a few few guys like we had uh, him, my buddy Hills, and 
Yeah, it was Watson, Hills, and that Ginger kid. I can't remember his name. Were the only ones that did complete basic. It was kind of a sad thing too. I hated like we had some guys that like I said we didn't. I, our flight didn't have anybody that washed out. We did have. Uh, I did hear about some other people that washed out um, for various reasons. One guy is just. I know one guy that got washed out. He just couldn't hack it. Yeah. He, he fucked everything up. Like he was like. Yeah, that was our. Just, that was our Watson. Yeah, he just couldn't. He couldn't grasp it. Like he, he was lazy. He yeah. had no initiative, no motivation. Fucked everything up. Um, tried to get everybody to do shit for him. And then you know the guys. You know they try to. You're there to. You know you're a you're a family when you're base training. You're that you're an adhesive group. Yeah. You try to help this person along. You try to do things for them and try to help them and try to teach them. And apparently this guy just couldn't make it. Like he was just like he didn't care. And so they 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 booted his ass. He got recycled twice before they booted him. So he was literally in basic training for like as long as the Marines take basic training. Jesus. Yeah. Like the fastest way to complete basic training or to get out of basic training is to complete basic training because they'll yeah. keep you there for a you long, don't, long time. You don't want to. You don't want to get recycled. No, they'll keep you there for a long, long time. Uh, but yeah, it's a. I when you get when you're done with basic training, as hard as basic training is, with the culture shock and guys yelling at you all the time, and you gotta you don't walk anywhere. You march everywhere, even if you're yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Uh, when you're done and you leave that base or you go to your AIT or whatever you do, you look back on it going. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, it's... Well, you know, the, the weird thing about it is when you're going to basic, it feels like it's forever while you're in it. It's kind of like my deployment. And while while you're doing the process of it, it just feels like every day is so monotonous. Every day, when is this going to end? And then when, you, when you're finally out of it, it it's like, God damn, that fucking flew by fast. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, my, my time in the service just felt like the only thing I can remember before that was high school. Um, and like during deployment, it was the worst thing about deployment was, uh, they kept giving us like a lot of false hope just saying that we're going to go home early. Like they did that to us like five times, uh, each month. Like, oh yeah, you guys are getting ready to go home. Oh really? Yeah. Awesome. Get our morale up. By the, like the, the fourth time around we're like, whatever. Are we though? <laughs> we're, we're never, we're, we're never going home. We just accepted that we were going to stay there forever. Um, but yeah. Much, you actually did go home. <laughs> right. It, you know, it's been 11 years now since i've been in afghanistan it's crazy man 11 years shit man i, I got out in 99 i was thinking to myself the other day and it kind of they kind of they, they kind of got my feels about it because i was like man it's like 99 i was like if i went in 96 and i was like, I was like man if i'd have stayed fully in if i was able if i was allowed to stay in i would have like retired like a couple years ago yeah <laughs> i'd have done, done my 20 25 whatever that was the plan originally but i wanted to go to school Kind of wish I didn't go to school and just stayed in because uh, I had a sergeant first class cheer. He was like my best platoon sergeant I ever had. Cool dude. Uh, oh. Also, ex ranger instructor. Go ahead, Rex. Um, let's switch um gears a little bit. How yes, did you get yes. into content creation? Uh, I was always into gaming. Um, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> my buddy Johnny. Um, John loves gaming. He's a good guy. Uh, so I originally I was a huge uh Halo player. Um. Back, you know, growing up, played a lot of competitive Halo, Halo, uh, Halo Two, Halo Three, and then uh, got back into, you know, when I finally got out, I got into uh, PC gaming for the first time. My brother built my first PC, and then uh, I started originally started streaming back in 2014, um, you know, just for shits, shits and giggles. But I was also kind of just like shit talking other streamers, like. I'm I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, anyone that had like TTV in their name or like you know gaming in their name, I go to their channel and I was just chit talking, you know, just see if they had like a good sense of humor, right? I wasn't being a complete asshole. I was just seeing if they got like some some sort of you know, like you know, again, it was like, the, the camaraderie that I was built up into from the army, right? Right. You know, we yeah. we kind of like you know prick at you to see what ticks you off. And uh, my buddy Johnny, uh, 
he nothing I did to him ever pissed him off. And I was like, all right, you're you're pretty cool. So I ended up, uh, you know, throwing this guy like a hundred dollar donation. I was like, you know what, this guy, he's a he's he's a pretty cool dude. So and then I started uh, looking at streaming, and then uh, couldn't really over the last couple of years because of internet internet locations, and then. Ended up buying my own house uh, back in 2017, and uh, that's kind of where it started. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just uh, played a lot of games, started streaming. Uh, really got really hooked, uh, started with uh, Call of Duty Blackout. I was in the top 100 players for that. Um, and then, obviously, Tarkov hit. Yeah, you and, played a lot of Yeah, I uh, started, uh, actually, I was, like, one of the first original players from Tarkov back in 2016, March Alpha, uh, Alpha 2016. Um, and, uh, then I hit up, uh, one of my mods, he passed away back in December, this, this most recent December. Um, my buddy, uh, Joshua, he's a, uh, surgeon. Um, he passed away, but he introduced me to, uh, Sigma, uh, used to be known as Sigma Inc. Uh, she's part of the, uh, uh, Tarkov community. And she ended up coming into my community during my channel, invited me over to uh, the streamer battles. Yeah. And I ended up winning. Um, and the, the funny thing was, I wasn't even supposed to be in that streamer battle. It was actually a filler for somebody else, uh, which is a Slush Puppy, another big Tarkov streamer. And uh, so you had Data, you had One Peg, um, uh, Party Pineapple, and myself just duking it out in each of these matches. And uh, I ended up coming out on top barely, barely. Um, and yeah, I just kind of made a name for myself in the Tarkov community through that. And uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. So then, uh, you know, just kind of over the years, just kind of adapted uh, working out i think covid kind of put a damper on it on things because uh we got a lot of people uh during that covid period just started started streaming so you, your viewership kind of dropped because of that because other people yeah. started streaming um so that was kind of like uh, a realization and i always realized that i wasn't going to do this as a uh, full-time job uh, it just wasn't for me yeah. um so i just kind of stream now as you know for fun i don't stream as much as i used to especially i used to stream like almost every day um for covid and then during COVID, like the beginning of COVID was pretty good. And then it just kind of, everyone's uh, morale started going down. So then we're like, oh, well, I'm home. Might as well stream, right? Yeah. So well, there's more streamers than there are viewers now. During COVID, when I started to get more into streaming, because I've always been back and forth with streaming. But when COVID, yeah. I started doing more because I, I got unemployed. So I started doing more and more streaming. And then I got reemployed, changed my stream schedule a little bit, and then... I lost a job again, but then I started, and so I started to do this. I started to work on this podcast because I've always wanted to do it. So yeah. like, you know, fuck it, I'm on the play. We'll start working on it. And now I'm reappointed again, and I just still run the podcast. That's great. Glad you're doing it still. That's yeah. actually funny that you mentioned that one of your mods died in December because uh, one of mine actually died in December as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's not always uh, happy news to hear. He was a longtime friend. I knew her when I got out of the military. I met her in a. Um, actually lived with her for, her for a while for a little while uh because i was you know i got in the military i was by myself i didn't have no family stuff like that but i met her i didn't know you lived with jackie for a little bit yeah i lived with jackie for a little while i did not know that um yeah we were like we were friends like we were friends for 20 plus years um real friends and uh and of course you know she passed away the, you know, yeah. fucking two days from my birthday yeah. and uh, i haven't really i streamed what i think i streamed i streamed uh i did a charity stream for her for the couple funeral cost and then I streamed one other time and I haven't streamed since then. And we made a fuck go for hell with eating some random combinations. Yeah. At least I did. I had to apologize <laughs> to my bathroom the next day. That was, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I fair. That place up. I mean, we ended up raising, what, like 600 bucks that night. I think I, I think I put in the uh, the GoFundMe like 600 almost $700. Something and like then that. The, the, and then the GoFundMe topped out at like three grand, I think, something like that. 
I mean, so, you know, her husband, T, he didn't have to fork out a whole lot of extra money, so. No, which was good. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's, uh, you, you mentioned that, and that's what, like, I was like, man, I was like, I, was like, I had the same exact shit happen, I and mean, that fucking sucked. It was so uh, unexpected. Yeah. But, the only thing that happened this summer was my grandfather passing away, but, yeah. Fuck December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my grandfather, he, sir, he was a Navy in Vietnam, but, yeah. Um... Do you, um, actual can, I mean, can actual, I mean, <laughs> do you have any advice for anyone that's going to content creation? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Uh, I, I do this a lot for a lot of people, uh, especially when, um, I actually just had one of my other viewers to start streaming. Um, I think the biggest tip that I could really give anybody, I think the number one tip is to start out with an audience that you know is always going to come out. Uh, come back but uh and, and what, what i mean by that is uh don't go into another community and just start like trying to force yourself into that community no like just start streaming get a group of people that no matter what day or whatever or even if you get like two or four people those are the people that you know are always going to bring in uh come back because those are the, those are the people that are going to uh, network for you and um those are the people that will bring in more people because there's a viewership Right. Nobody really wants to click on that one or two people. At the end of the day, uh, make friends with people. Uh, a lot of people. Social uh, social networking is like the biggest thing. Uh, and if you're going to invest into streaming, and that's what you really, 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 really want to do. Uh, I mean, I've obviously invested uh, a lot. I used to have like 200-something viewers a day yeah. um, at one point. Um, just be sure that it is a uh, very competitive um, atmosphere, right? Because it is a business. And if you decide to take a break, that's... That is that's a uh, decision. Yeah, Second, that's a break on you there because yes, it's hard to get back right. into it from that. It is uh, completely hard, and that that is a uh, what's really going to hurt you more is when you take those breaks. Um, I, I, you know, like a day or two or three days. You know, depending on the type of schedule that you got going on. Um, also, starting to get into content, other content creation like YouTube, making YouTube videos. Um, it doesn't have to be all gaming related if that's what you are. I wouldn't recommend everything to be about gaming. If you are only a gamer only streamer, so you can make that your content is just a gamer only on stream on Twitch or whatever. But if you want to make videos, try to make different content because um, your your goal is to uh, open up a much broader uh, audience, right? You want to bring in other people uh, from other things, other games. Uh, you know, because they're going to look at your content and then they're going to come into your channel eventually. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I wish I'd had the time to, to make videos. I don't. I, I work full time uh, and I was uh, I'm finishing up my master's degree at the same time. So like and then on, on my free time, I kind of, you know, try to get some gaming in. You know, uh, I'm just so fucking busy. Um, yeah, I don't but, exactly have the time either. That's why I hire my, one of my mods to do all my editing shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, when you are a brand new streamer, I think the number one of everything I can pick out of what I just said is to, to get a audience that is always, always, always going to come back. No matter like, let's say you take a three month break. Those guys are going to be always going to be your audience. Those guys are going to be always um, networking for you. Those are the guys you want. Like, hey, you know, they'll be in another discord. Be like, yo, I know a guy that's really good at this game or super chill. Can I, can I bring him in? And then if you guys, you know, mesh well, that's, you know networking done for you um but it's also people you can play with right on a daily basis so um but don't don't go uh, and again don't go in expecting to to go into another community and just be like stealing their audience because that's not that's not the the way to do it your your goal is ultimately is to have that audience that'll always come back to you and that's that's the number one pick out of everything i just said and oh and then if you're gonna invest invest slowly don't just blow all your fucking money yeah 
into like one fucking giant load and you're like, oh, what did I just do? I just spent like $3,000. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, just do it slowly. Yeah. You know, I think I started out with a small computer and one monitor. I was having to constantly flip back and forth and screens yeah. and I'm shit. using my phone. I'm using my phone in my one monitor. <laughs> nah, yeah, now I have like four monitors and all kinds of goofy shit. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time to build up that stuff though. And uh, oh yeah, and then uh, I think that I forgot one one more thing. If you're gonna be a streamer, pay attention to your chat. Yeah, that's because if you're just ga- streaming and you completely negate your your own chat, even if it was like one person, like always be as if there's an audience. Like always play like there's an audience stream like and so because you're what you're doing is you're you're, you're branding your 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 personality um you know obviously a lot of people know me as you know i love fucking guns clearly so <laughs> that was part of the reason why i got the wall there you know to kind of show everybody hey i got fucking guns you want to talk guns Second amendment let's go <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but you know yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much the uh Listen, the only advice i can give everybody that knows me that knows that i like guns too i mean i have some there you go <laughs> they just have to stay in there because i don't have the wall space <laughs> I mean, maybe when you move, you will. Yeah, like I said, I told you before when we started this. I'm, I'm thinking about moving. I want to like I, I want to have like my own space, like I want my own office. Even if I have to build like an outbuilding or something like that, fill it up with like stupid shit. Yeah. I want to have like like a wall, like you got. Like I've always wanted to have like my shit on a wall, so I don't have to. But you, you know, you can look at your your current camera setup, where your angle. Yeah. You can see your personality right there, and that's that's yeah. one of the things that you're doing is you're branding yourself. Yeah. Your personality. That's what we're going for. Um, so the mostly like the most fun gun that well, I have too, but this one's this one's my little this is my baby. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I like it. You got the vertical grip. Yeah, you I got a sling. Paint. You got a sling for it. Or? I had a sling. Uh, so if you look here, I have the single point. Yeah, I'll show. I want to show you something really cool. But I hated it. I hated the single point. I want to. Thank you. Point. Get yourself a two point sling, and I'll show you a lot of reasons why. Yeah, I hated the single point because it hangs down single like point, right from me. Single points are fine for like maybe something like that. Uh, yeah. Macaroni, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Or or the uh, bullpup, it's a very lightweight. Yeah, that one's profile just too heavy to have a two point. Two point slings. There's a lot of reasons why I prefer the two point sling. Make sure you get one that has an adjustable, yeah. you know, slider there. Eventually, you know, another reason why I was really happy to see you have a vertical grip. Mm-hmm. Take that, take that sling, bring it to the uh, oh, front yeah. of that foregrip. Now you can cinch it down. I'm not even holding it up, right? Yeah, it just kind of stays there. Other thing is, you can take. Take that sling off the foregrip. Let's say you got to switch your strong side and your weak side, right? You have this neck support on your on your uh, on your neck. Yeah, and punch it down. Still have two points of contact on your neck. You can just swap, yeah. you know, your weak side and your strong side. I'm obviously a right-hand shooter, but if I have to go shoot around a corner, I still have that leverage there. Oh, that's not gonna, really. I was, I was actually gonna say explain to like explain why you would have to go from your strong to weak side. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the most important thing about exposing yourself when you're shooting you don't want to show as much body as possible so when you're you know say you need to shoot on a right hand corner you're going to pie that corner with your right hand right mm-hmm. we'll say it's a tight quarter you're going to probably pop that stock in depending on you know depending on the the situation you're going to want to be able to bring that weapon back swap you know you have that leverage that's why i prefer two point slings and it's mostly mainly that two point of contact on your neck yeah i've been i've been i've been meaning to get another one uh, so I went and turned uh, $500 into this, which is going to be a 300 blackout at some point. There you go. Uh, I decided I was going to do a short barrel, uh, but I also decided that I didn't want to pay $400 in tax stamps with a can and short barrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the 16-inch barrel uh, with the pistol length uh, gas block system. Uh, All right. I've done a shit You got any more questions, uh, Rex? 
Um, not that I think. Do you have any questions for me or Kay? Uh, did you go through the uh, charity? Uh, no, yeah. I think we we talked about the uh, Travis Foundation. I think we touched. Yeah, sure. we did that prior to the uh, stream. I don't really have any questions. Uh, I mean, so how? Well, I guess uh, the only one is how often do you guys do this for? If anyone from my well, community is watching, we recently just started doing every week. So now it's every Saturday. Okay. Which I have my co-host alternating between Dead Seeple and One Way Hawkeye. Unfortunately, Dead Seeple couldn't make it today, so Kay's stepping in. Ah, uh, yeah, I know Dead. He's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, me play quite a bit of Tarkov and stuff, too. Yeah, I know One Way Hawkeye. He's a good guy, too. I just come in here just to fuck around. <laughs> On the last episode, he decided to invite himself. So, yeah, it's true. He does like to come. No, no, no. Full <laughs> said he was going to pull me in. No, Cynic said. Cynic said that he was going to make well, you pull five, me in if, five, if he didn't. Fine, and that's why you're now a sub co-host. So I just yell at you whenever I have a co-host bail. <laughs> I like do it. I like talking to the vets. I like, I like I hanging out do. with the vets. No, it's a it's a camaraderie, man. That's why it keeps What's me in a good headspace. Is what it is. It's like because I get because it's like if I'm having a bad day, like today I had a pretty shitty fucking day. And I was just like I was basically pissed off all day. This is why when I started the podcast, I wanted a co-host that was a veteran because mm. I myself is not a vet. And I'm like, I want a vet there as a co-host just to evil the playing field a little bit. Make him feel more comfortable and stuff as well. So that's when I asked one way to do it. And then when we decided to switch to every week, I had Pool step in as the um, second co-host to alternate weeks because one way has his own stuff going on on Saturdays like these. So it really worked out on that end of things. So you guys are doing this every week. Yeah. Uh, where And you said you're uploading this elsewhere. Where Where's that at? Um, this goes up to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Casco. Can you post that in the chat so I can uh, share I that whole, with the... I have a whole link. Chart. Okay. Let me get my link. Chart. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. And um, I'm recently um, just starting to upload the um, VODs to YouTube as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'd like to get more people in here. Um, it's a slow story. So I got, like, I know I got two buddies right now that I was just talking with a little bit ago. Uh, Lucius and Cy. Mm -hmm. uh, Lucius. Oh, you lost. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, that was quick. There we go. Back. Wrong button. <laughs> Wrong button. Um, I think we're back. Oh, oh camera's doing stuff now. There we go. That was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, other other uh, veteran streamers uh, that you know you can invite. I'll send you, I'll send you their contact information. Right, um, yeah. yeah, good guys. Yeah, is there yeah. any, I was about to ask, is there any guests that you would like to see on in the future? Um, no, not that I know of. Usually when I just uh, meet other veterans, it's just kind of like natural. So uh, it's partly the reason, like, nothing against the veteran community. Because yeah, everyone knows me as Savage Vet, and they still call me Vet or Savage or whatever. Well, I knew you as Savage Vet. Right. Um, Which... I've been Savage Vet for five years now. And uh, the part, the reason why I changed my name I specifically... Okay, I got it. Um, the reason why I decided to... Uh, I think uh, our cameras are on your stream. Hold on a sec. There we go. Yeah, yeah so essentially, uh, long story short... Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, what was the last thing I said? Savage bit. Why you change your name? Yeah, yeah. So there's just a lot of savages on the internet now. Um, True. Especially over the last few years. And uh, I also... I'm not trying to disassociate myself from the veteran community. Uh, I just felt like I'm trying... Like, that was mostly my community, which, again, that's partly the reason why I kept actual, because that's, like, a, a very no known uh, you, radio telecom, uh, like, you, you know. Son. So this is, like, you know, when you're on radio, the, the radio, being a radio telephone operator, it'd be like, this is, uh, you know, 2-6 actual, yeah. or 
This is three six actual. You know, that's that's kind of why I kind of went with the actual is to keep some of that veteran aspect to my name. Um, so it wasn't really one hundred percent disassociate uh, disassociating uh, myself from the veteran community. It was. I'm just. I just wanted to be me on uh, on Twitch. Well, um, yeah. So Cannon is actually my last name. First name is Tyler. So oh. yeah. And you guys want to find me on Instagram? It's Cannon Actual. I like to post guns, videos, <laughs> all that fun shit. So we're gonna be. Uh, we're, we'll also be doing some other things on YouTube with uh, guns um, specifically. Uh, I'm also a range safety officer. I also would like to tell you about my job, but I can't. Uh, let's say I carry a gun and I wear black. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I just understand why not, uh, <laughs> um, what content do you use? I know you stream Tarkov and yeah, I know you stream a lot of Tarkov or at least you used to, I don't know if you still do. Uh, I still do. I still play Tarkov. Tarkov's still going to be my, my go-to game. Um, however, I have like 20 plus wipes in that game. So like I'm burnt. I'm going on my fifth. <laughs> uh, the next fight will be my fifth wipe. So I can't say the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been playing since March, 2016. So like, you know, just within the last, you know, fucking two years, there's been like, six or eight wipes right yeah um i've been playing since 2016 that's six years now so um i have maybe 26 wipes right now and i love the game uh there are things that i dislike uh you know i'm not a fan of the fleet market Uh, i miss the days when there was no fleet market uh but with you know asking about what other games do i stream i stream pretty much honestly anything Uh, i love uh jrpgs i love rpgs i love racing games I don't stream those types of games, racing. Uh, those are just, I was actually just playing a racing game uh, in my own Discord just for, you know, to kind of kill time. Mm. Um, but yeah, as of right now, a lot of shooters, you know, I, I grew up playing Halo uh, competitively. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of sports games uh, because it's just a roster change every year. Um, I don't play many sports besides games. Besides like racing, but racing's kind of cool. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Star Citizen. Other games, very similar games like Tarkov. Uh, they got the cycle coming out on the eighth of this month. Yep, I played um, a little bit of the beta of it. Yeah, so that'll game. be I'll be playing that. I'm pretty good at that. Uh, I play. I've been playing uh, Marauders, uh, which is fucking brutal. It's another uh, it's Tarkov in space essentially. Obviously, playing Star Citizen. Uh, invested. I, I have my own organization. If you guys want to join Star Citizen, let me know. I have a furrow codes um but yeah those are pretty much like the set games uh you know halo apex legends um tarkov currently uh and right now i'm actually doing a playthrough of near uh replicant which is a jrpg game from uh square next but um yeah just you know whatever whatever floats my uh, boat um essentially right now though my my biggest thing is i don't want to just be a a one-trick phony on uh on twitch i just try to get away from that um everyone just knows me as tarkov (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I feel bad because I feel like I'm doing a disservice to them by not playing Tarkov, but they got to understand that I've been playing a game forever. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, if you want to branch out as yourself as right. a streamer, that's one of the only ways of really doing so that, it. Right. Um, Those burnout, too. I mean, yeah, I, know, I know streamers. Like, I know, harder. you know, you can go to the some of the other bigger streamers and be like, hey, do you know Savage Vet or AKA Cannon Actual? Like, yeah, I know them. You know, I know these guys. I've been playing with them for years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not happy because I'm just playing the same fucking game every day. It's kind of turning into Call of Duty with extra steps um, versus a, it was supposed to be a survival shooter. That's what it used to be without the flea market. Yeah. Uh, you know, having those long, prolonged gunfights with the uh, Frankenstein-looking fucking guns, that was fun. <laughs> the <laughs> shitty ammo, the grotesque-looking guns with, like, whatever, no buttstock or anything, uh, no, no dust cover. Those those are the fun days to talk off. Um mm-hmm. You know, anyone could be a chap, and 
to to do that is go and raise, make enough money so you you feel comfortable, and then just play aggressive. That is the easiest way to play in Chad in Tarkov, and it's just boring. That's why when I play Tarkov, I do things a little different than the the, the rest of the community. I play the the underdog the underdog guy. I play I don't the shitty guns. Yeah. Um, I like I like to play the the shitty guns. I like to use the shitty ammo, and I like to shit on the chats. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, I just you know like I could you know just to prove prove my point. You don't have to. And that's the one thing I like about Tarkov. You don't have to be um, super rich in that game to be successful in that game. Um, so and any if anyone wants to be a Tarkov streamer, best bet is to do something different than the the next streamer. Don't be the next chat. Is that's every, that's all everybody wants to be is the next chat. So um, that's all that's all I got. <laughs> for one thing that me and Paul did this season is that we want to see um well we started off the season doing this. We want to see how far we can get of just doing scaff runs. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Pool got further than I did. <laughs> but yeah. Last time I played with Pool, I'm gonna pull up my uh, highlight for it. Um, he had died. Uh, I was playing with Mac and Deadpool. I'm not sure if you know, uh, aka Nerf Rogue. I know Nerf Rogue. Yes, I know Nerf. Nerf, yeah, like yeah. my best friend. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we uh, we went in as a scav. Dead died. I took his. Uh, he had the uh, SA uh, fifty eight foul, and uh, I ended up picking up his gun. And still today, this is hands down the best um, shot I ever made in Tarkov. Gotta find it though. It's in my highlight summers. Oh no, it's my uploads. Uploads. Yeah, I'm gonna share my screen here. But this is shortly after dead dying, and this is uh, easily the best sh headshot I've ever gotten in Tarkov. And this was with dead's gun. <laughs> And you can barely, uh, you can barely see up at the red here. That's where I shoot the guy. He was actually, he's the one that killed, um, dead. And he had a SVD with a, uh, Reap IR optic. Mm. <laughs> so you can slowly see him coming up. There he is. And I'm like, all right, I got this. And pop. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time I played with dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, we didn't, we were like, like, uh, Nerf was streaming that day. And I, we, we, we clipped it on his end. And I was like. Yo, I actually killed this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and fun. this is the runtime where we usually wrap up the podcast. So, um, Terry, do you have any last? No, I was just I didn't I didn't, I didn't know you knew Mac, but Mac and I are uh, Mac and I are super good friends. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, uh, we actually were just talking the other day. He's getting back into streaming uh, shortly. Yeah, last, yeah. He, yeah, he's he's starting to stream again. Um, he wants uh he wants me and him to do the uh, Murph challenge next year for Memorial Day. Oh, uh, you guys know Val then Val Valhalla-Sent? I know him. Yeah, he's good friends with um Mac. Um, he's another army vet. You should bring him on sometime. His name is. Yeah, he wants me to, because I'm like completely out of shape. I got my knees are fucked up. My back's fucked it. up. Oh, it's not. Yeah, that's no. I have him somewhere. What the hell? I'll I'll get you his link. I got uh, it. I got it. Right, and yeah. Do any final <sighs> no. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was uh, it was a pleasure. I always love talking army shit. Um, I yeah. guess before we, um, our next guest will be next week, um, and our next guest is actually Nerf Rogue. <laughs> nice. Our next guest oh, is actually I am Nerf Rogue. One hundred percent going to be there for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that actually is our next <laughs> guest. <laughs> I'll stop in on that. So that's going to be next Saturday around the same time, eight o'clock. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, eight your time. Yeah. 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 Wait, eight your time. What time what? is it? Eight your time. I mean, seven your time. Your I'm on the East Coast. I'm ESC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so seven your time. So seven o'clock. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, seven o'clock. Yeah, Sorry. seven your time. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but I'd like to thank you, Savage Vet, or actual Canon Action, I should say, um, for coming on the show. You can call me whatever. Just <laughs> easier, just call me Tyler. Yeah. Um, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. Yeah, and absolutely. Kate, I also appreciate you for stepping in as a co-host. I was going to be here anyway. I mean, I wasn't going to be like on, but I was oh, yeah. going to be here. Yeah. Well, you're always in the chat. Yeah. You're always chat during the 
Jeez. If I'm in chat, I'm more talkative if I'm in chat. I'll talk some shit to anybody. I don't care. <laughs> but anyways, this has been episode 11 of Asylum Arms. Everyone, thank you for stopping by and watching it. Um, if you're watching offline, well, we stream it on Twitch, so come down to Rex the Killer 6 on Twitch if you like to actually see the episodes live. 